Connor Wong showed a ton of improvement for the Boston Red Sox during the 2023 season, but he has the makeup to permanently be an average backup catcher. Find out why that is on today's episode of Locked on Red Sox. You are Locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, and I am here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, straight to your favorite podcast feed for free. And like I always say, if it's free... Why not tune in? So thank you for making Lockdown Red Sox your first listen of every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. Locked On Network is your team every day. I am here for you every day. And don't forget the SiriusXM app is also here for you. You can download that app and search Red Sox and get the home broadcast of every game straight to your phone so you don't have to miss a single pitch of any game. And honestly, when you live stress-free like that and know you don't have to worry about missing games, it's a great life. So download the SiriusXM app today. Connor Wong served to be the Boston Red Sox main catcher in 2023. He split time with Reese McGuire. However, for a good chunk of the season, McGuire was sidelined with an injury. And Connor Wong really was in a position where he had to step up and pull a lot of the extra weight that a catcher wouldn't normally take on. Usually it's pretty evenly split between two catchers that are sharing the workload So McGuire would take half the games and Wong would take half the games. But when McGuire got injured, Connor Wong was playing a lot of back-to-back nights, just a lot of consecutive games. And that workload can be pretty taxing on any player, especially a catcher who is only used to playing every other night typically. And then the Red Sox were able to acquire another catcher, a backup catcher. They tried out a couple different players in this scenario, called up a catcher from AAA. He didn't really pan out. They signed a catcher that was a free agent, tried it out with him. It also didn't work out. So Connor Wong was having to pull a lot more weight than a general catcher would. And going into that stretch, I was a little bit skeptical because Connor Wong in 2022 didn't show me enough to show that I can be confident in the catcher that he is moving forward and relying on him to pull the weight. At the plate, he was pretty abysmally bad during the 2022 season. He was batting around 150, fluctuating a little bit between those for the majority of the season. 
And ultimately, he ended up ending the season with a batting average of 188 and a 273 on base percentage and 313 slugging. So his slugging percentage wasn't bad, but he wasn't making contact a lot. And he did have a good stretch in September where he got his batting average up to 259 at one point in mid-September, but then it went back down again towards the end of the season. And if you recall, the end of the 2022 season was a tough schedule for the Red Sox. They ended the season with the Yankees, Orioles, Blue Jays, and Rays, all of the teams in their division. And in 2022, they struggled to beat the teams in their division. So that was seen as a really tough part of their schedule, and they were facing some good pitching. So that was definitely part of it. But based on the season that Connor Wong had overall in 2022, my expectations for 2023 for him did not start off very high. Because I said, well, he's not going to make this drastic jump during the 2023 season. So knowing that, why should I feel confident in him as our main guy heading into 2023? And then he started off the 2023 season. And I, again, was skeptical. He was starting off slow. And then he went into that stretch of having to pull the weight of being the primary catcher for most of the time. And I said, great, this is not a good situation because I don't trust Connor Wong that much to be the guy from a catching standpoint that can pull most of the weight and feel confident in that. Now, granted, the Red Sox didn't really have a choice at the time because they had tried a couple other catchers, Caleb Hamilton, for example, who couldn't do anything at all at the plate and just couldn't even make contact. And I applaud the Red Sox for trying to give him a chance, but it wasn't working. He only played in a few games. It was a very small sample size for him. And then it went back to Connor Wong pulling most of the weight. That stretch where he was forced to take on more of a workload and get more reps in ended up being very good for him because he was able to show some improvement during the rest of the 2023 season because of that. And if I look back at the season he had in 2023, overall compared to 2022, it was better. And had that period of time where he had to be the primary catcher in that position not happened, I wouldn't have felt as confident. And I don't think he would have had the same type of development process that he did because simply for a lot of these players, it is about reps, kind of finding your game, figuring out what works for you and what doesn't. And you have to be in situations where you're forced to overcome difficulties and you're out there seeing, you know, live hitters who are trying to anticipate what the pitcher is going to throw and you're catching and you have to lead that charge of that pitch selection that your pitcher is going to throw and being in sync with them. And the more you do that, the more natural it's going to feel for you. And so for Connor Wong, if he wants to be successful moving forward with the Boston Red Sox, he's going to need more of those reps as hard as it might be to be patient with him. If there is that glimmer of hope, he is going to have to get more reps in. Now, keep in mind that he was one of the Dodgers top prospects. The Red Sox did acquire him 
in the trade for Mookie Betts when they sent him to LA. Connor Wong was a pretty strong prospect in the Dodger system that Boston was able to get back in that trade. Now I'm waiting for that to pan out for him. I'm waiting for him to show why he was a top level prospect because so far he hasn't really done much besides kind of scratch the surface of what he can do, especially offensively or what I hope he can do. And so that's why to me, I didn't have a whole lot of hope and confidence in him going into the 2023 season. I expected it to be more of the same where he was just really struggling at the plate like he did in 2022 and wasn't really doing anything to have me look back and say, Connor Wong is the guy and this is what he does that nobody else does. But he did change my tune a little bit and he had some things he did very well in 2023. So coming up, I'm going to be going over really what his 2023 season looked like. Are you just starting to get into sports betting or have you been in it for a while? Either way, you should definitely check out FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you want a sports betting app where you have a lot of different options and things to bet on that's very forgiving and will allow for you to make some mistakes and make up for it later, FanDuel is the app for you. I like to tell people it's great for beginners who are looking to just get into the action because you can win bonus money with it. And if you don't hit on a bet, you can make a lot of others to make up for that at another time. So check out FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today. Also, don't forget to download the SiriusXM app. You can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game straight to your phone. Just download that app in the App Store and search Red Sox. And you don't have to worry about missing a single pitch because you'll be able to listen to the game on the go. And for me, it's fun to listen to a game while I'm doing errands because it makes it a lot more bearable and a lot more entertaining if you're following something you love while you're getting it done. So it almost takes you away a little bit from those real adult responsibilities and you can go and listen to the game if you're unable to sit at your house and watch it live because you have to be productive. So download the SiriusXM app because it absolutely has you covered. Connor Wong was the Boston Red Sox main catcher during the 2023 season. And like I said before, he did have a solid stretch where he was pretty much the only guy because Reese McGuire was injured. So he had to pull a ton of weight from a catching standpoint, more so than catchers usually would. He did end his 2022 season with a 188 batting average, but he was able to improve that to a 235 batting average in 2023. 
His stat line for 2023 included nine home runs, 55 runs scored, and 36 RBIs with eight stolen bases. He definitely has a little bit of speed on him, and he typically has a great read on the ball when he's on the bases, so he was able to be successful a good amount of the time when trying to steal a base. He also had non-base percentage of 288 and a slugging percentage of 385. All of those numbers were significantly higher than what he did in 2022. He was able to show that growth and improvement at the plate, show more comfortability and confidence with what he was swinging at at the plate. He did start off slow in 2023 from a hitting standpoint, but just kept improving over time. For example, to start off the month of April, he was batting about 125, and then by the end of April alone, his batting average was up to 241. And his on-base percentage went up to 313 at the end of April after starting off and lingering about in the 175 to 190 range. So his first month, he had already started to show some improvement. And then when he started pulling a lot of the weight, he kept increasing those numbers. And if you examine Connor Wong and what he did in 2023, it might not have gone as noticed how much he was really improving because it was gradual, but it was happening all season long. And he was showing that upward ability to improve and figure out what types of pitches he should be swinging at better. And that to me simply is that repetition that he got because baseball very much is a sport where you have to get those reps in and continue to work on what you need to work on. It's like golf. If you play golf and then you step away from it for a while and then come back to it, you're going to be very rusty as opposed to people who constantly continue to play, who keep their golf game up all year long. Those people are going to be more competitive when they hit the course with you in the spring because they've been keeping up with those skills. And baseball is very similar. If you go from not picking up a baseball in September until, you know, the following season starts, then you're going to have some problems because you're not used to seeing live pitching. You're not used to making that contact and working with a baseball as regularly, or even if it's during the season and you're benched for a while because you might be sidelined with an injury or you just aren't getting as much playing time, you're not going to improve as much. So naturally, Connor Wong was able to improve his numbers in 2023 what really stood out to me is his ability to recognize pitches. Um, his plate discipline in 2023 was pretty good. He only swung at 35.3% of pitches outside the strike zone in 2023, whereas inside the strike zone, he swung at 67.8% of pitches, which left an overall swing percentage of 52.3%. So his pitch selection really started to improve during the 2023 season, which impressed me about Wong because he wasn't showing a lot of ability to do that in the earlier stages. One of Connor Wong's biggest strengths also was his arm, his throwing arm. He was throwing out a lot of attempted base stealers at second base and really just locking in and gutting those guys down. It was hard to run on Connor Wong 
And I was surprised that by the end of the season, opposing hitters didn't learn this because he threw out so many guys. And that was definitely his strongest asset during the 2023 season was his ability to really knock those guys down at second base. And it was hard to steal off of him, even if he had a pitcher on the mound that was a little bit slower um, with the release and getting the ball to the plate, he still managed to get in position and throw out a lot of those potential base stealers. So that was a positive to what he did during the 2023 season. And another thing that was interesting to me is basically his catcher framing. Catcher framing is essentially the art of a catcher receiving a pitch in a way that makes it more likely for an umpire to call it a strike. So basically positioning himself to a spot where it looks like it's a strike to the umpire, even if where the pitcher threw it didn't land in the strike zone. So basically there's eight zones that were taken for the use of this exercise. And they're basically the catcher's different views and zones from where the ball could be placed and the percentage of called strikes that there were when the catcher was in those specific zones. So for Connor Wong, for example, he had a very high percentage at 69.7% in zone 16, which was basically the whole right side of the plate if you're looking at it. So it'd be outside um, on the right side, just going straight down. If you're a right-handed batter, then it would be inside. So he was getting a lot of called strikes on pitches that were going to that far right side of the plate. So depending on the hitter's positioning, it would have either been outside or very inside, but he was managing to get those calls from that part of the zone, which I thought was very interesting. Another zone for him where he was getting a lot of decent strike calls was about 50.7% of the time, and that was in zone 14, which was the opposite, the far left side of the plate going down. So could have either been inside or outside again, depending on the hitter. So if a pitch is far inside or far outside, he's able to frame himself well when he catches the ball to the point where he can get a called strike when the ball lands in those areas. And that's a promising sign, too, from a defensive standpoint, because catchers need to be very aware of where the ball is actually going when it touches the plate. And there could be a lot of borderline calls. And it's a catcher's job to help that pitcher get a strike call in those areas. And it's only going to make pitchers want to throw to him more if he's able to have that ability to turn some of those calls into strikes more. One percentage was pretty low for him at 12.5%. That was in zone 11, which is when the ball hits the top left corner of the strike zone. So I'm talking when you're looking at the plate for these directions, um, the top left corner, he wasn't getting a lot of called strikes. So if he's looking for something that he could improve upon in 2024, that top left corner of the plate, he needs to try to get some more strike calls there. His overall 
strike rate of pitches that were being called strikes when he was behind the dish, that was happening at a rate of 44%. So overall, not great. If he could get that above 50%, that would be ideal. Some of the high numbers are about 52.9%. Patrick Bailey from the San Francisco Giants was getting strikes called at a rate of 52.9%. So Juan could definitely bump himself up in that category. He was towards the bottom in percentage of where he was getting those calls. There was some lower than him at about 41%, but he definitely needs to bump that number up a little bit more overall because it's going to help him be more successful defensively. Overall, in 2023, his defense was better than his offense, but he did get some big hits offensively for the Red Sox, too, and was able to improve his batting average significantly from 2022 and even the start of the 2023 season. Based on the 2023 season that Connor Wong had, what does it mean for him going forward in 2024? I'm going to be going over that next, but I do have something very exciting to share with you. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. The cool thing about this is it literally is 24-7. So there's going to be our Locked On experts there for you all the time to help keep you up with everything going on in sports at all times, no matter what time zone you're in, what time of day you're free to catch up on your sports. It'll all be there. Just subscribe to Locked On Sports today on YouTube. And also download the SiriusXM app so you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game straight to your feed so you don't have to miss a single pitch. And honestly, it's a great feeling knowing you don't have to miss a single pitch. 2024 is going to be a fun season, and you won't want to miss the action. So download the SiriusXM app today. And also don't forget that Locked On is your team every day. Locked On Red Sox is here for you Monday through Friday to your favorite podcast feed for free. So all you have to do is just hit that subscribe or follow button, share it with your friends and family who also love the Red Sox as much as you do that you love talking about the team with. Continue to leave a review, leave a rating, follow me on Twitter at GabbyHurlbutt10. Let's continue the discussion about the Red Sox on social media. It's always so fun to hear the perspectives of other fans. So definitely hit that follow button on Twitter as well. And you can also follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. Lots of conversations to be had there. A conversation starter for the 2024 season related to the Boston Red Sox could be, what does that year hold for Connor Wong? He's coming off of a season in 2023 in which he showed improvement from 2022, but is it good enough of a season where he could turn into a high caliber catcher? The answer to that question is no. The Red Sox have Kyle Teal lingering in the system. He's bulldozing his way through the minors. He was a highly anticipated top draft pick that the Red Sox drafted in this past draft class. He 
has a lot of potential. He plays offense well and he plays defense well. So he is the type of catcher that likely will stick as a catcher because a lot of catchers end up switching positions over time. But he's somebody who will likely stay as a catcher and primarily probably be the Red Sox main catcher. So he is very talented and I'm looking forward to when the Red Sox do call him up eventually. And that leaves Connor Wong in a position where he will be a average catcher. He'll be the backup catcher for Boston. His numbers in 2023 didn't scream anything saying, I have the potential to be an above average catcher. If he's hitting 235, maybe he'll get his batting average up to about 250 in 2024. That would be good because that means he's again showing improvement. But 250 isn't great. And if you're a defensive catcher who's not in the top percentile still of catchers in a variety of different categories, it doesn't really pan out well to say you're going to be a top-notch catcher in the league. Now, I'm not sitting here saying Connor Wong is going to be a bad catcher because he's definitely not a bad catcher at all. He showed some very good things and he has some talent for sure, but the talent that the Red Sox need out of their true number one catcher is more along the lines of what Kyle Teal is about. And it is rare that you find a catcher that's at Kyle Teal's level. A lot of them are not, but the catchers that are above Connor Wong in terms of their effectiveness during the 2023 season were able to do a lot of different things well. Not only could they throw out guys that were trying to steal second base, but they could also hit pretty well and find those holes in the field to be able to sneak singles through and hit some doubles and steal some bases. And behind the dish, they could get those strike calls. They could stop wild pitches. They could work well with the pitcher to be on the same page as them. And pitchers get blamed a lot of times for – bad outings, but sometimes the catcher deserves some of the blame too, because catchers are the ones that are seeing everything on the field and are supposed to be able to read what's going on and understand the types of moves that should be made in games. Catchers are very knowledgeable, intelligent guys, and if they can't effectively communicate with their pitcher, then it's just not going to work out for anybody. So that catcher-pitcher relationship is very important. And Connor Wong does a lot of different things at an average level, but not enough things at an above average level. And that's why he's stuck in that zone right now of being an average catcher who will likely end up being a backup catcher once Kyle Teal is able to come up. My expectation for him in 2024 is that he has a relatively similar season to 2023. Maybe he bumps up his batting average a little bit again, now that he's gaining more and more confidence at the plate and continuing to feel more comfortable with what he should be swinging at. He did make a couple base running blunders during the season as well in 2023, so that's something to look out for in 2024. Will he learn from those base running mistakes and make smarter decisions when he's on the base paths and being able to pay attention to where the ball was hit and whether it makes sense for him to advance to the next base or not. That's something he has to learn really quickly if he wants to be able to be successful in the league. So that's another thing I'm looking out for in 2024. I think he'll have a season like he did in 2023 where we're looking at it saying, yeah, his defense is pretty good. You know, he 
make some good plays out there from behind the dish. Um, he's an average hitter. But think and ask yourself, what does he do very well? Throwing out base runners. That is his biggest strength. Is there anything else that he does very well that stands out to you? If your answer is no, then that overall puts him at about league average in catchers. And I don't expect that to drastically change. Maybe it will. I hope that he proves me wrong and he just has this monster season. But I'm not seeing it because in his time with the Boston Red Sox so far, he hasn't really shown an ability to get to that next level and hit that next gear of putting him into that top category of catcher. So that's okay because the Red Sox don't need that long-term because Kyle Teal can be in that category of catcher. So if down the road, Connor Wong is a backup catcher who is learning to improve and make the plays he needs to play and get the job done where he needs to, I'm okay with that. And I can settle with that, but maybe he'll have a monster season in 2024. Who knows? The future is unpredictable and unknown, so just have to go along for the ride and see what happens. As always, keep the faith. Go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.